Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Movies and Brews podcast, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and staring me through the screen here is Lieutenant Daniel. You can't handle the podcast. Today, we are talking the famous Aaron Sorkin courtroom drama, A Few Good Men. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and did you order the code red? Mountain Dew. I love my Mountain Dew. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Let's see. Got a Mount Tabor Brewing Bridge Lifter IPA right here. Wow. Yeah. Yes. I have just a suicide squeeze. One of my favorites from Fort George. Hadn't had it in a while. Oh, that's Thought a good bring one, back though. around. Those are good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Delicious. This one's good too. All right. Well, let's get into things, Daniel. I hear there's a cool new trailer that came out this week. Yeah, I know. I just sent it to you, but they put out a full-length trailer for the Paramount Plus Halo TV series. And I'm still a big Halo fan. I a new Halo game came out this year and I played it and it was great. I had a great time with it. Nice. So yeah, I, I think it's smart to like capitalize. I mean, they're capitalizing on the hype. I'm sure not for nothing. Like they're like, okay, people care about Halo again. So let's just it's cool that 20 years later it's still a thing. I mean, I loved it when we played it back in the you know, talking about 2001 original Halo. Yeah, split four or <laughs> split screen, four player. Yeah, four Don't people playing hack. on one one TV. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we used to have land. Our dad used to throw land parties every once in a while. Yeah. Now, fun game. I played the trilogy. I, I didn't play anything past Halo 3, but I played the trilogy. Loved the game. Thought it was great. So much. It was just fun to play with friends. I just loved it. It was a good pastime with friends. Had, yeah. a bl- had a blast. And yeah, for years, they've talked about doing a movie, doing a movie, doing a movie. You know, after watching the trailer, I, mean, you know, I think TV format is probably a good way. Streaming service format is a good way to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's so weird because Microsoft's been trying to make a Halo movie for, for or at least they really tried for a while, but then since video games are so much different in how they're produced than movies are, that Microsoft's like, we're, we're the company, we want all the control, but studio execs are like, you don't, no, that's not how this works. So they kind of just like took their stuff and left the room. Which, if it's, yeah. if, if this show is amazing and it was worth the wait, fine. Because, yeah, how many movies based on video games have we seen over the years that just sucked ass and vice versa pretty much games all based them. off movies that just completely sucked too yeah i mean i mean one of my favorite comedies of all time wayne's world has a video game it's wayne's world wayne's world Yeah, I, the 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 faces look hilarious, and when you like hit stuff, it just says excellent. 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 Swing. Excellent. Swing, 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 swing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah. Like where the guitar shooting notes out. Swing, swing. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I remember playing that on Super Nintendo. <laughs> I think I still have it, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's nostalgia but, at this point, but it's not It's not a good game. <laughs> no. I mean, it's... 
You know, I, I watched the trailer and I'm still a big Halo fan. Like I've played every single Halo game just because it's Halo. They don't, you know, they don't put them out every year, but every few year, like every four or five, maybe some, actually it's probably longer than that in between games, but every once in a while, especially when they come out with the new console, there is a new Halo game. So they're still pretty good. Um, but uh, I don't know, the trailer, like I wasn't 100% sold at parts, like it looks good. And at other parts, I'm like, this looks really cheap. A lot of the so, human stuff look for whatever reason is what looked cheap to me. Otherwise, a lot of like the ships and a lot of those kind of visuals looked really cool. Yeah. And I'm Master Chief looks not too bad, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure how you would make him look realistic in a real world setting. You know, I feel like that's got to be hard. So, I, uh, you know, the only thing, the main thing that bugs me. It's not the fact they changed Cortana's look a little bit. That doesn't really bug me. It's the original voice actor who plays the original Cortana in the games. Mm-hmm. But they did change Master Chief's voice. So that is going to take a little bit of games because it's been the same voice actor since the beginning of the series yeah. up until now. Which, yeah. I'm kind of surprised they didn't do something where maybe it's whoever the actor in the suit, it's his voice when the helmet's off. But through the suit, the voice changes and it's the video game voice that we all know dubbed in. I, I think that would have been cool. Yeah, I don't know. From what I hear, like people say, like it's from. I guess the the TV show itself is technically non-canon. Like they're kind of just doing a little bit of a departure from the game. Which mm-hmm. honestly, I prefer that over just rehashing what was in the game. So I'm like, I've already played the game. You know, True. I would like to see new stories, and it looks like that's what they're kind of going for. So I mean, I'll give it a shot. I'll just have to, you know, I'll just give it a shot. I I will watch it just because I love Halo and we'll go from there but it comes out in march so not too long of a wait no not too bad in the meantime we got pam and tommy coming out tomorrow oh yeah we do (laughs) yeah Uh, um might have to seriously think about getting paramount plus because this looks pretty good we'll see i'll at least maybe like get it for a month and just binge it and then just cancel it after that which is probably what i'll end up doing that's probably what i'll do exactly pretty sweet but yes um the i didn't really have much else the only other thing that i wrote down which i thought was kind of interesting but apparently because encanto is just blowing up on social media it's just everybody loves encanto you know Mm -hmm. the new disney movie and apparently the one of the big songs from like i'd say this is definitely the biggest well obviously it is from what i'm about to say but the song we don't talk about bruno which is one definitely the best song in the movie uh, definitely was stand out the first time I watched it, but it was the it's been the first song in 30 years that hit Billboard's number one spot uh, from Disney in 30 years. Wow! So wait, so hold on, 30 years. So Lion King stuff then? Yeah, it's been Holy a while. Cow. Yeah, or no, Aladdin? Not what Lion King? No, Lion King was 94. I mean, pretty close then, 92. Wow, well, that's cool. Now that was interesting. Makes sense, though. I see it all over TikTok. I see it all over people still making parodies and just talking about it. It's just people really, Disney made a hit. Like, not all Finally. their movies like take off, but damn, this movie just like blew up. So that's, I think that's pretty cool. I've watched it. I think I've watched it twice since it came out, maybe three times. Very cool. Just, 
we saw it in theaters, watched it with some family members. I feel like we rewatched it once at home since then too. I don't know. It's just fun. It's a great movie. If you haven't watched it, go check it out. It's on Disney Plus. Heck yeah. Well, looks like another news here. Disney Plus Loki season two has set production. Oh, nice. That, that's going to start filming here really soon here. That'll be awesome. Glad of else? all the shows that got a season two, that one did, because that one felt like the most like they could do. It felt like as far as, I mean, I haven't watched the rest of Hawkeye and I just need to clean that up. But of Good. all of them, it felt like the most that would benefit from an ongoing series. And I'm so glad that we get it. One thing I'm looking forward to seeing and maybe doing a small mini review if we watch a couple episodes of it is uh, the new Reacher show coming to Prime. Yeah, you know, I never saw the Tom Cruise movie. I think they made two of them. Mm -hmm. But I did see the trailer for the TV show and it looked pretty cool. Looks good. Yeah, by the the guy playing Jack Reacher was, uh, I think you would know him best, Aquaman from Smallville. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. He's also <laughs> in Blue Mountain State. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him. I remember him. Thad. What else there is? I'm just looking real quick at some news highlights. Anything newsworthy? I don't know. I mean, there's didn't seem like a lot. Scrolled through my, my movie news feed, and I didn't really see anything, which is okay. It's okay to have a slow news week. <laughs> Or is Gross. it? <laughs> this is just a headline. The Batman Irish rating confirms Miles' sex and nudity. Ooh. That means Batman and Catwoman are going to bang. They're getting it on. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> Good for them. Batcave needs a little bit of loving. Won't be the first time Batman and Catwoman got it on. Nope. It won't be the last. Won't be the last. God, I can't. We got a month to go, Daniel. I cannot wait for that movie. I know. I keep forgetting that it's so close because it doesn't seem like a movie that'd be coming out in March. But they delayed it too much. So now we're getting it in March. One more headline here. So James Gunn. I think it's James Gunn saying it. Peacemaker has a really good chance for a second season. Sweet. I, I That's one I really need to sit down and start watching again. I know the, watch the longer the every time a new episode comes out, people are just like, man, this is fucking awesome. And I'm like, shit. Okay. I just hadn't gotten around to it, but it's on like the top of my list right now. But I've been reading books and reading books instead of watching TV, which is great. But I also need to watch some TV. That's good. What's we can that? move on now to other things we've seen this week. Heck yeah. Well, I guess for me, for other things I saw this week, it was just been a couple of uh, repeats in theaters, though. I saw. Casablanca celebrating its 80th anniversary last week in theaters. Amazing. Love that movie. I, I, I honestly, I actually think I've seen that movie more times in theaters than I have at home, which is kind of cool for a movie that's 80 years old. But yeah, Humphrey Bogart just brings it. Love it. Yeah, it's just such a good movie. I know you, one of the times I saw in theaters, you were with me. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. great. Like, I knew it's a classic, but I, you know, for someone like, I mean, I'm not like super young anymore in that weird in between where i'm not old but i'm not young but be like it's just one of those movies like you know like you always hear about it but when actually seeing it i was glad i was able to be like wow this is actually like this is awesome it's someone i could still really really enjoy it 
So I was pleasantly surprised because like I said, like old movies are really hit or miss. Either I absolutely love them or I'm just like, that sucked. I do not get why this is a deal. So I'm glad that didn't fall into the latter category because I really, the first time I watched, I'm like, man, this is awesome. The characters are great. Like the inspector is amazing. It's just awesome. Currently streaming on HBO Max for anybody that wants to watch it too. But yeah, I I definitely recommend it. It's, It's worth a watch. Why not? I think it's just one of those pieces of um, American cinematic history. That you just got to watch. Yeah. Everyone deserves, I, I think everybody should watch it at least once. But yeah, stream on HBO Max right now for those of you that have HBO Max. Check it out. Yeah, but Casablanca, so much fun to watch. Well, Daniel, we'll always have Paris. We'll always have Paris. What's something you saw this week? Um, I feel like there was something. I thought I wrote it down, but you know, I don't think I, I, I swear I watched something, but I can't remember it. So <laughs> I guess I've just been reading books, man. Tried to reading finish books. out my, <laughs> my month strong. Well, that's all right. So Dan has been reading books. Finish out his month strong. All right. Well, so uh, moving a movie in theaters, Daniel. Something we've talked about probably a couple of times on this show here. I know we did a review on it back when it came out. I saw for the third time, No Time to Die, starring Daniel Craig as James Bond in his final well, outing. At least three times in, you know when to get up and go pee. That is true, because that is a long movie, two hours, 40 minutes. It's nice having a moment like, okay, perfect time to get up and go use the restroom, because yeah. Definitely like two hours in, like, okay, I really got to pee. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on, but yeah, come on. I you had the opportunity to go see it in IMAX, so that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> I went with uh, our dad actually and a family friend, and we had the entire movie theater to ourselves. It was awesome, so yeah, it was great, and we just had a good time. But yeah, I am, I'm glad I saw that movie one more time. If you listen to spoiler, if you listen to our episode of uh, well, I'm not gonna tell you where it is, but it's in top 10 best of the year won't tell you which one which ranking but it's up there yeah i absolutely love that movie first movie i think i've seen since 2019 three times in theaters i think the last couple movies i saw three times in theaters were mission impossible fallout and once upon a time in hollywood so it's been a little bit since the movie kept me to be enough to want to go watch it a few times in theaters but did not disappoint i'm glad i went again i had a good time no Time to Die, now available on Blu-ray, so check it out. The final chapter of the Daniel Craig Bond saga, and what what a fantastic ending. I mean, Daniel and I have a whole review on that one. Check it out. Yeah, I mean, it's a great movie. I only saw it once, though. And lastly, I went and saw a movie Daniel talked about maybe two weeks ago? I think it was a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Yeah, it was the week we saw Scream, so a couple weeks ago now. A couple weeks ago now. I saw that um, anime film, Bell, and I got to say, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I had a good time. It was a really, really cool movie. I kind of describe it as Ready Player One meets Beauty and the Beast. And that's how I described it. To, I, I remember I told a couple of people who don't necessarily like anime, but I'm like, it's kind of, that's why I'm like, it's kind of like Ready Player One where there's like the metaverse, but then there's the real world too. And but then, yes, I it took me way too long to pick up on the Beauty and the Beast, even though it's literally called Bell. Yeah. 
it's just one thing nobody mentions it nobody mentions it and you're i don't know but i i had a good time i i love the visuals so much in this the animation was just incredible this would actually look cool in like a cartoon 3d format yeah oh no it would be great i i just sat down and had such a good time good i'm glad i mean i remember you said you were gonna watch it and i wasn't sure i'm like you know like it's not necessarily like what i would like be like yeah jordan jordan would love this but i'm like you know what like i said like we saw a lot of crud this year too like we always see great stuff we always see some some shitty ones but i'm like you know honestly you you'll find something to appreciate and i'm glad that you liked it a lot more than i i just wasn't sure but i'm glad it seemed like you really really liked it yeah i don't know if i would have made top 10 of the year but maybe top 15 yeah i mean honestly i thought the songs were great i think the intro song just like the rhythm and beat of the intro song is still my favorite one but i remember just watching it and i'm like dude i'm gonna be listening to this like you know i have listened to the album a few times since i watched the movie and it's just it's good music and great animation and great characters yes yes yeah i i i just i I, yeah had a good time enjoyed myself if it's still playing in a theater near you and you're you're kind of on the fence of seeing it go see it it's not for everybody but if you're on the fence of seeing it go see it nice i'm glad you liked it yeah that's all i gotta yeah that's all for stuff i saw this week and recommends yeah and i guess i didn't see anything i don't know <laughs> i didn't watch well, something you're, you're at least keeping up on boba fett though i'm at least keeping on boba fett we'll probably at this point we'll probably just wait till the whole season's out and then we'll we'll talk about it but oh, i know after no. last week's episode i really want to talk about it <laughs> but uh, we'll wait we'll, no. we'll just wait there's two more episodes okay two more there are two more to go i thought i wasn't sure if we had one more to go or how i wasn't really sure I'm pretty there's there's two more. I okay. looked it up last week. Sweet. So we're almost there. We'll get one tomorrow. Then uh what in a couple of weeks we'll we'll talk about the book of Boba Fett. Maybe do a quick little bonus episode or something, or just tie it in with something. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Probably it. Probably do a bonus episode because it's gonna be all spoilers. Hmm. Good point. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on to our main movie on tap here. Let's talk a few good men. You ever served in an infantry unit, son? No, sir. Ever served in a forward area? No, sir. Ever put your life in another man's hands, ask him to put his life in yours? No, sir. We follow orders, son. We follow orders or people die. It's that simple. Are we clear? Yes, sir. Are we clear? Crystal. Few Good Men. Written by Aaron Sorkin. Directed by Rob Reiner. Starring Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, Demi Moore, Kevin Bacon. And Cuba Gooding Jr. is in it. Cuba Gooding Jr. has got a... Just a, a small little cameo. Yeah, which I always like when he pops up places. I... You know, I miss him. He's not in a lot of stuff anymore, but he's such a damn good actor. I mean, Jerry Maguire is still to this day one of my favorite movies, and he and Tom Cruise are both so great in that movie. Yeah, they really were. They really were. <clears throat> but anyway, Kiefer Sutherland, Kevin Pollock, Christopher Guest, pretty much all the main ones there. 
Military lawyer, Lieutenant Daniel Caffey, defends Marines accused of murder. They contend they were acting under orders. So, Daniel, a few good men. Yeah, we're kind of going with like Aaron Sorkin here because we talked Aaron Sorkin, a movie he wrote and directed last week with being the Ricardos, and we thought we'd kind of keep with the theme of Sorkin this week. So we went to his right. first well, his first screenwriting, his screenwriting debut. Right. Well, we also gotta say, like, one of the reasons, like, yeah, we I really like the or Aaron Sorkin, like courtroom drama. And I didn't realize that at least all the movies he's directed, Molly's game, being the Ricardo. Well, I guess being the Ricardos doesn't have well. And if you want to spin it, being the Ricardos has the courtroom is the the what was it the the office? No, well, I mean the oh God, the court of public opinion. Okay. If you want to reach, it's there. Okay, That's but reaching. I mean, like, I it's, it's, That's fine. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's it's there. You you can find it. But the court of public opinion for being the Ricardos, uh. The Chicago Sevens, literally the court. And then uh, Molly's game, also court with flashbacks. You know, it's just, and now with this movie, his first screenplay, which apparently was also based on a, a play that he actually wrote. Yeah, it, was a, uh, it started out as a play that he wrote. And then it's actually that he sold the movie rights before the play even premiered. But yeah, it was a play first. I think it did, it's like late 80s, early 90s. It did something like just shy of 500 shows i mean it, i i was thinking about them like god i would love to watch this play like obviously there's so much in a movie but i i just link i just like was watching like this would be an amazing play the dialogue's good enough that it would it would definitely keep you intrigued in play format for sure yeah but yeah so so you've de- you've never seen this movie right came out this came no. out in 1992 definitely before your time I mean, I was just a right. kid when it came out. Well, I was going to say, we also, like, I don't remember if you said up top, but we also kind of landed on this because it's one of the movies that's celebrating a 30-year anniversary this year. That's right. So, you know, in light of not doing, like not having anything new to see, we decided we'll keep up with the, having a nice, <laughs> having a good time with Aaron Sorkin. So just jumping I mean, I, over I could have gone to the premiere uh, early access premiere of jackass but you're like nah i don't want to talk about that. i don't want to see it in a theater <laughs> it already should have come out and they didn't so why is it not just on a streaming service <laughs> i don't need to see it in theaters <laughs> you know so yeah anyway yeah so 30 years jordan i know you saw this movie and i'd never seen this movie i've only seen it once before this week probably 15 years ago right but yeah so you've never seen it what what are kind of your thoughts on it well i mean going in the only thing i know about that is i know tom cruise is in it i know jack nicholson's in it right and then i know the line you want the truth you can't handle the truth yeah even like i saw it coming when i was like watching it i was like glued to the screen just like you can't handle the truth right as he said it you know because like you just you knew exactly when he was gonna say it you're damn right I did. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, this is kind of interesting because, you know, Tom Cruise always pretty dependable, which also I was actually thinking about this while I'm watching. It's like, man, Tom Cruise feels like he, at least for a while before he really got into like the at, like action movies, like it felt like he was kind of like a Ryan Reynolds type where he would kind of do the same Tom Cruise stuff, play that lovable bastard like consistently I, I actually i was actually thinking about it, watching this movie this time around is he seems 
overly cocky for some reason, like almost like Maverick cocky. Now Maverick right. cocky is is acceptable because I mean he's you know he's Top Gun, he's best of the best. He can have a little bit of cockiness, especially that's kind of what you need in that field when you're you know when you're going up against Iceman and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm like he's a young getting getting started lawyer. Why is he so cocky? But I think part of it that got me thinking was maybe it has just to do with his dad's death that we find out later in the movie. Right. Maybe that was a part of part of keeping the image, if you will. Because yeah, we hear about the backstory with his dad and everything like that, and what his dad used to do and the respect his dad had. So I think part of the cockiness comes from that trying to like have an image and like just you know. You know, I was thinking about that just because, like, yeah, I mean, he kind of like starts off with like risky, risky business. You know, like a lot of Tom Cruise movies, he plays like a lovable bastard type character. You know, uh, at least in that time frame. But, you know, and I'm not saying that as a bad thing because, you know, thing about Ryan Reynolds is sure you can bash on the movies like, oh, Ryan Reynolds is doing Ryan Reynolds. But a lot of times that's what makes the movie watchable. Oh, yeah. So, so I can't wait you know, for Nick it Cage is what it Nick is. Cage. Exactly. I can't wait for that. <laughs> but so just watching like, you know, so going in with very limited, you know, like knowledge of the movie or what it's about. Honestly, like I wrote down my likes and I had a dislike. Uh, column as well nothing landed in the column i was just like damn like i was honestly from the beginning to the end i was fucking hooked and especially and i know you talked we kind of talked this before we started recording but that last 15 minutes just the tension the excitement i was just like holy shit just like i was locked in like that it just builds and builds and builds in that last 15 minutes of dialogue going back and forth up until like the very end of the movie. I was just like, I couldn't look away. Like there was nothing that could have stopped me from finishing that movie in that point. Yeah. You know, like house burning down neighbor's house. That's fine. I'll wait like this. I was so locked in. I mean, I loved the movie and I definitely was had quite a few surprises in it too. And I think, and I was just trying to think, I'm like, I guess Aaron Sorkin just really loves the courtroom drama because he always has something, it seemingly always has something to do. But damn, did, I mean, that just, and I guess that kind of helps because that really works for me. I love the dialogue that he writes and when he directs, it, I'm intrigued. I kind of forgot that this wasn't his movie that he directed, he just wrote it. No, Rob Reiner, who, you, as we all know, director of Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. A Stand By Me, one of Daniel's favorites. I do love Stand By Me. American but, President, also written by Sorkin. I should watch that. Which, but yeah, you know, I, so I didn't know what to expect, but I got a whole hell of a lot. Like this is probably one of, honestly, it's probably one of the best movies I've seen at the very least in recent history. But mm-hmm. I just watched it. I'm like, damn, that was slam dunk, like knocked it out of the park. And I always feel weird giving a movie that's already received high praise when it came out and just people watch them like yeah it's like hot take this movie fucking kicks ass well that's not a bad thing though because you're like was it good for its time or is it just a good movie and it sounds like to you it's just a good movie it's just a good movie i love the dialogue i love the characters very well we'll talk more about like things that surprised me a little later but yeah like i loved it i'm not it knocked it out of the park for me and like i said that last like the last half it doesn't even feel like it's split into three acts. It feels like there's 
just split into two. There's before they go to court and then there's when they're in court. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so I guess my history of this film is I saw it probably 15, maybe even 18, 20 years ago, maybe. It's been a while. I remember liking it back then. There were a few key moments I remembered, but there's a lot I just had forgotten about. A lot of actors I didn't recognize at the time. Kiefer Sutherland, which I think we forgot to mention him up top. Kiefer Sutherland, didn't know who he was at the time. Same thing with, uh, I knew who Kevin Bacon was. Um, Who's the other guy? Um, Well, Demi Moore, I didn't know who she was at the time either. Yeah. And I, I, I want to watch more stuff with her and it will get more into her character and things later, but I want to watch more stuff with Demi Moore, especially 90s stuff, because there's a lot of her stuff that I haven't seen, but every time I see her on screen, she's just so likable. I just, I, yeah, I really enjoy her as an actress. Um, but yeah, to go sit down and revisit this, I loved it so much. Definitely Nicholson steals the show. Every scene Jack Nicholson is in is phenomenal. I mean, Cruise, literally one Cruise. of the... One of my first notes when watching was like his performance is so damn good. <laughs> I mean, you believe he's a colonel. You believe he's a colonel, but he has such like he just brings gravity to his character intro. And then mm-hmm. when they're having like lunch in Cuba, he just feels so villainous and like such like it, it's just an amazing performance. Yeah. 100% agree uh, yeah uh, uh, so good but Cruz too really brings it in this again we talked about him being like overly cocky in the beginning but especially when we're in those courtroom scenes especially those last 20 minutes he is acting his balls off and he's bringing that Tom Cruise charisma that we we know and love so much and yeah I, I, I just love it I mean we talk about I, I think Tom Cruise is pretty highly praised on this show here right <laughs> I mean, yeah, as an actor, like, I, I don't know about his personal life. You hear mixed reviews about that, but you can't argue that the man makes bitchin' action movies. He puts it all on the line every time he's on screen. Yeah, no, he's, as far as charisma goes, probably one of the most charismatic actors out there. That's why he's still a movie star when movie stars don't really have, aren't, they're really, we live in a world now where movie stars don't really have their pull anymore, per se, but you still can argue that Tom Cruise is a movie star worldwide too, not just in here in the USA, but worldwide. I mean, he will put butts in seats still, unless it's the mummy, but. Unless it's the mummy. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> but other than that, but no, I mean, but he, I mean, I, I think of him as just a genre in and of himself. Like there's times I'm like, yeah, what do I feel like tonight? An old classic, some kind of eighties comedy. Then there's times I'm just like, I just feel like a Tom Cruise film. Like, and it could be anything drama action yeah but whatever. then you gotta be like okay do i want a tom cruise action movie do you want tom cruise drama then you're like okay which which action series do i want a jack reach or do i want a mission Impossible? It's, the answer is always mission impossible right but but, he, but he's he's just a genre in himself because there's just times i'm like i just feel like a tom cruise film right now whatever that is i just feel like tom cruise at the moment whether it's yeah rain man minority report mission impossible whatever anyway he brings it though so does Demi Moore. She's great in this. Everybody's great in this. Sutherland, uh, Kevin Pollock, who I didn't even recognize him. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I, I've seen him. In, I know he's in the show Entourage in a couple episodes. I can't remember who his character is on that. I'm trying to remember. I've started rewatching Entourage. I'm trying to think if I've seen him again pop up, but uh, he is great. Actually, you know what? Let me look at something real quick here. Was he? I gotta look this up. It just hit me. 
Yes, it is. Okay. He's in Entourage, right? And mm-hmm. I was also trying to think of where else he is. It just hit me. Wayne's World 2. He's the guy with the eye. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know you're talking about. It's my eye, isn't it? Why would we want to look at your eye? Is there something wrong with that weird eye? There's nothing wrong with my eye. This one just has no pigment, you see. I'm what you call a partial ocular albino, but I'm fine with it. I have perfect 20-20 vision with both eyes. Mr. Campbell, you're serious about putting on a rock concert. Are you kidding? I'd give my right eye. Well, yeah. we'll just take these home and we'll yeah, cross the T's and dot the lowercase. Jeez. And then that scene also the entire like room just stops and they all just stare at him like lowercase. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it just hit me that he's that guy. Anyway, he's great too. I, I really enjoyed him in this. Um, yeah, I get where should we start here? Kind of give our initial thoughts of the movie. Definitely, definitely a lot to love. Enjoyed the hell out of it. I mean, I, honestly, one of the first things that I, I really liked was like Tom Cruise's character intro just cracked me the fuck up. He's just playing baseball. And then some guy comes over. He's just like, hey, why are you out here? We had a meeting, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because he's kind of like the hot shot, like attorney. Mm-hmm. Or not. I guess he's a lawyer. Not well. Anyway, yeah, doesn't matter. He's in JAG. Yeah. You know, so I just love the, the, you know, the guy's just like bitching around, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, if you don't, like, I'm going to, he's like, you're not doing that. I just love, like, he's the whole thing, which is like, yeah, your client was going to be charged with possession. He's like, it was oregano. And I thought he was being cute, <laughs> but he's like, he's like, well, he thought it was drugs. He's like, just because he was an idiot doesn't mean being an idiot's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> that was great <laughs> but i i love that but even oh man i, I guess like- before that like i mean well i guess we should start at the very beginning like i wasn't sure what to expect i knew it was a courtroom drama but i guess for it to be a courtroom drama you have to have the crime and i d- wasn't aware of what the crime would be you know mm-hmm. uh so to see that right off the bat you know and i'm like oh damn like just straight up look like straight up murder and then you find out later like it's just a lot more i mean that's what they're arguing over like was it murder was it not and or at least was it intentional so then to cut over to demi moore's character right Mm -hmm. uh lieutenant galloway Mm -hmm. but having her like show up and she's pretty much the first main character that you see and she goes in talks with like the people in charge trying to get assigned to the case and then to her being like, yeah, I, I know what I'm doing. And them to be like, no, we're going to pick somebody else. And then to have the big, essentially slap in the face that is like hiring Tom Cruise's character. And I just love their first interaction. She's like, well, how long have you been in the Navy? She's like, nine months. It's like, and how long have you been a lawyer? About a year. He's like, awesome. Just like, I just, damn, like, yeah, how much were you like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put myself out there. And they're like, we'll find the right person for the job. And then you just get this fucking cocky asshole who's barely a lawyer. I'm just like, damn, like, 
gotta hurt but it's also part of like the the initial drama between the characters yes which it's very I, compelling I, and honestly their attention I, and chemistry was great <laughs> their on-screen chemistry is great and i am actually i was surprised but also very glad that they didn't go with like the oh well we don't get along but by the end of the movie she's like yeah i'm tom cruise's girl like we're like it's still very they keep it professional throughout the entire movie like they care about each other but it's like in a platonic way which i thought was i i was surprised that they would go that route but also like it i think it made the movie better you expect it yeah it's hollywood they'll end up together They'll be boning before the last scene. I figured it would be kind of how Maverick is like, you're a fucking asshole. Follows her into a woman's bathroom. Okay, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, I, he, I did. He didn't have that sweet motorcycle. No, he had a shitty beater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but to, so I, that's one of the like highlights of that relationship that they, you know built each other you know like he he learns a lot she learns some stuff not as much as tom cruise character but they kept it professional and platonic and i was surprised but and still the movie was great mm-hmm. i don't think it would have made the movie better but i just was kind of surprised that they didn't go the obvious route and especially I, tom cruise in his prime well and i yeah and i didn't expect i had like I said, I hadn't seen this movie in a while, so I didn't really remember where their characters ended up if they did end up together. So I was surprised myself too. But yeah, that's great just watching these characters and all that tension they had at the beginning. And you know, but they, you know, they have to team up and be a team. You know, all three of them too, not just uh, Daniel and uh, Joanne, but uh, also Sam. They all got to team up, be a team, and just see- seeing them and their relationships and. You know, we have three weeks before the first court. We got to get this going. Like, if we're going to win this, I mean, and it does at first, you know, you're like, well, this is an impossible case to win. I mean, they straight up murdered that kid. So how the heck are they going to win this? Right. And even, you know, uh, Cruz's character, Daniel's having the same thoughts. Like, how the hell are we going to win this? I'll defend them, but what the hell? How? How? Well, I even like how his like his main move is like they he's done forty five case or forty four cases. This is his forty fifth case, and every single one of the cases he just kind of gets a plea like a great plea bargain before it even hits the course. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like how that adds to like the conspiracy is like oh, you know later. I mean, I guess that's I mean spoilers, but it's also twenty or thirty year old movie. Yeah, we're talking spoilers for those that are listening. Yeah. yeah. hopefully if we've intrigued you if you've never seen it we've intrigued you enough to go watch it pause and go watch unfortunately you have to uh, buy it digitally you can't rent it at the moment it's not streaming anywhere we looked and we bought it we ended up buying it digitally yeah so but to you you know have like that initial and then be like okay because like a lawyer's is it a lawyer's job is not to prove like 100 percent, and it's it's about to disprove or prove that your client did it uh, with a hundred percent certainty as long as you can cast enough doubt you can figure a way out of it mm-hmm. and you know and i love that he even figures out he's like why would i be assigned unless they wanted this court to never see the courtroom you know that's a big turning point for the character too when he's just like uh putting in the when they're putting in the pleas for you know guilty or not guilty and then that means it goes to court but and I again I was surprised there's so much happens in the first half, but then they start they start the court proceedings 
directly in the middle of the movie. And so it's hard to discern if there's a third act. Right. You know, I mean, like, like you're, it's basically it's part one, part two. But I guess the third act for me, I guess, begins probably when they go home and prepare for their final day in court. I feel, yeah, I feel like the third act begins like when Tom Cruise shows up drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Around there, at least. Um, but yeah, which I thought was kind of interesting because it's not as clean cut as most movies are. Um, trying to think. I mean, Jack Nicholson was amazing. I loved his character. Beginning he that, at first, so the first time you see him, I'm just like, okay, yeah, I can, I can understand that reasoning. Like this, this, uh, you know, this private is having trouble and he's requesting to be sent off. But then this, the colonel's like, no, we don't send people off because we, you know, our jobs means pe- save people's lives or cost people lives. So to like, okay, well, we're gonna bring him up to snuff you know instead of just sending him off we're going to you know train him better so he can rise to the occasion i'm like okay i understand that thought process you know so i really i'm like especially in that that very beginning at like conversation that he's having in that room and i'm like i understand the motive i understand jack nicholson just has a great presence and just amazing acting and then to go from that to then you know willie private william willie being murdered or yeah murdered and then to like have like pretty much the next big scene you see him in is when they're down they're asking him questions in cuba then he goes from like yeah this is totally related like i understand where he's coming from to damn he just went he feels like a full-on villain sitting at the table yeah in such an like immaculate way that table scene was great especially when when uh joanne's asking questions and he's like daniel's like no you you don't need to ask him you know you don't want to ask him that or just or what are we saying like you know no he's like you don't have any more you don't have any questions no yes i do no you don't and then he just has to like how he has to sit down like he sits down and he's like okay we're gonna go no i have more questions you know like he just he has this presence of him I mean, especially at the end of the movie when he walks into the courtroom i mean you feel his presence mm-hmm. you feel it and yes and that that scene that not interrogation scene but what's called um witness stand scene yeah phenomenal. i mean they're questioning the witness so yeah. not necessarily an interrogation it's supposed to be a little bit more cordial than that but it turns into an interrogation. Phenomenal scene, though. Love that scene. I mean, that those last 20 minutes are just amazing. Yeah. I mean, to the point that literally I told you about it. I'm like, damn, this is blew me away. Like, I was at the edge of my seat. Like, holy shit, this is amazing. Um, let me see. I guess I already talked about. Let me see. Uh, one of my favorite interactions between uh, I wrote the names Galloway and Kathy is like when they're like you know they're like I think it was after their f- I think it was right before the first day in court, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, one more thing." He's like, "Are you trying to tell me that I'm amazing?" And you know, you said some things, and I said some things, and 
but you didn't mean it and I didn't mean it and that you've grown to respect and honor me. And she's like, I was just going to let you know that you need to wear matching socks tomorrow. <laughs> Crack me up. <laughs> it's like, I know what you mean. I know what you want to say. Da, da, da. Yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, thank you. Good to know. Great. <laughs> I so love funny. that. That that cracked me up. So funny. But yeah, I mean that was yeah, that was that was the first day before. Yeah, that was that was the right before they went into court because then my next note was surprise that court started in the dead center of the movie. Mm-hmm. Which was great. And bam, yeah. I mean, I just have something about well, like dialogue for me. Like I love, I love the Sorkin dialogue. Um, and I love like Tarantino dialogue. Yeah, you know, it, it the dialogue in this is good. I mean, it it feels like real people, real problems going on, real everything. I love all the interactions with him and the the defendants too, the people that they're trying to get you know off the hook. Those interactions yeah. are great, um, especially with the let me look up his name. I forget his name. The uh, Corporal Dawson. I thought his interactions were good especially like when he you know he's doing what he, every time he'd call um daniel sir he's like don't call me that you know just i, I mean oh oh no no yeah i mean i didn't even mention that but when he first like goes in and or i think it was like one of the one of the times that he goes in and talks to his like the people he's defending and trying to prove innocence but yeah lieutenant when they find out lieutenant kendrick ordered the code red you know and He's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why wouldn't you tell me that? And they're telling that back and forth. And he's just not being very cooperative. He's like, you know what? Fuck this. I get paid no matter how long you spend in jail. And he just says, yes, sir. I know you do, sir. And I just like, he turns around and says, fuck you, Harold. <laughs> just say, oh, I love that. I forgot. I, I read it somewhere. Let me pull it up here. How many times sir gets used in this movie? How many times what? How many word, times sir is said sir, in the movie? I thought I had it. It's 160 something, I think. I don't know where it went. I, I mean, I guess it. that makes sense. I had it somewhere, but yeah, it's 160 something times the word sir gets said in this movie. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, oh, and one of the things that we kind of touched on, and we don't need, like, because one, I, I knew Kevin Bacon's in the movie, like, because from the title card. Uh, but, you know, I didn't know what type of character he was playing. And it wasn't until, like, the essentially the beginning of the court that I realized like how big of a role he was going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, we have a few interactions, but damn, yeah. I also was surprised how I big know Kevin he, Bacon was in this movie. I completely forgot he was in this. And then all of a sudden his name's on the title. I'm like, Oh shit. Kevin Bacon. Sweet. I really liked his character. I like their interaction. Like even though they're at court, they have some interactions. Like when they're out of court, just drinking beer and talking. I'm like, yeah, like I kind of enjoy that. This is no hard feelings. Like this is my job. This is your job. You're going to have a hell of a time proving this. And you know, I'm going to wipe the floor with you, but then we'll go play basketball. Then we'll go play basketball. <laughs> you know, <laughs> honestly, like I really loved his acting. I really liked his character. And I honestly really liked that he wasn't necessarily them. They were just two people that had to do their jobs, mm-hmm. which again, makes a lot more sense. Again, I guess that adds to like the real realism and like less like dramification of the, like some of the more real aspects of it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, things mother likes for me. Um, just all, all the scenes and going on in Daniel's apartment or his house, like all those scenes with them trying to prepare for the court case for good, all the interactions between you know 
Daniel, Joe, and Sam, which again, I really like Kevin Pollock as Sam. I thought he was great in his role. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, uh, trying to think of some other things here. What else do we want to talk about? I mean, I do you want to play that one scene? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we're gonna wa- we're gonna watch, and those of you listening, obviously, you're gonna listen to the uh, we're gonna the code red scene. It's the second half. There's it's pretty long scene with the Jack Nicholson's Colonel, but we're gonna watch the second half of that here. So let me pull it up here. Thanks, Danny. I love Washington. Excuse me. I didn't dismiss you. I beg your pardon. I'm not through with my examination. Sit down. Colonel. What's that? I'd appreciate if he would dress me as Colonel or Sir. I believe I've earned it. Defense counsel will address the witness as Colonel. I love how he's shaking while he takes that. He's like, fuck, I'm about to do this. Mm -hmm. Witness will address this court as judge or your honor. I'm quite certain I've earned it. Yeah, yeah. I love that line too by the judge. It's like, you're not the one in charge. Just now. My favorite color. Colonel, the 6 a.m. flight was the first one off the base? Yes. There wasn't a flight that left seven hours earlier and landed at Andrews Air Force Base at 2 a.m. Lieutenant, I think we've covered this, haven't we? Your Honor, these are the Tower Chief's logs from both Guantanamo Bay and Andrews Air Force Base. Guantanamo log lists no flight that left at 11 p.m. and the Andrews log lists no flight that landed at 2 a.m. I'd like to admit them as defense exhibits Alpha and Bravo. I don't understand. You're admitting evidence of a flight that never existed. Oh, we believe it did, sir. Defense will be calling Airman Cecil O'Malley and Airman Anthony Rodriguez. They were working the ground crew at Andrews at 2 a.m. on the 7th. Your Honor, these men weren't on the list. Rebuttal witnesses, Your Honor, are called specifically to refute testimony offered under direct examination. I'll allow the witnesses. Yes. This is ridiculous. Sit down, Bacon. Well, a moment ago, check the tower logs, for Christ's sake. Well, we'll get to the airman in just a minute, sir. A moment ago, you said that you ordered Lieutenant Kendrick to tell his men that Santiago wasn't to be touched. That's right. And Lieutenant Kendrick was clear on what you wanted? Crystal. Any chance Lieutenant Kendrick ignored the order? Ignored the order? Any chance he forgot about it? No. Any chance Lieutenant Kendrick left your office and said, the old man is wrong? No. When Lieutenant Kendrick spoke to the platoon and ordered them not to touch Santiago, any chance they ignored him? You ever served in an infantry unit, son? No, sir. Ever served in a forward area? No, sir. Ever put your life in another man's hands? Asked him to put his life in yours? No, sir. We follow orders, son. We follow orders or people die. It's that simple. Are we clear? Yes, sir. Are we clear? Crystal. Colonel, I have just one more question before I call Airman O'Malley and Airman Rodriguez. If you gave an order that Santiago wasn't to be touched, and your orders are always followed, then why would Santiago be in danger? Why would it be necessary to transfer him off the base?
Santiago was a substandard Marine. He was being transferred. That's not what you said. You said he was being transferred because he was in grave danger. That's correct. You right. said he was in danger. I said grave danger. You said, is there I any recall other... what I, I said. I can have the court reporter read back to you. I know what I said. I don't have to have it read back to me like oh, yeah. two okay. orders. Colonel? And look, you can see the panic. Matters into their mm -hmm. own hands. No, sir, you made it clear just a moment ago that your men never take matters in their own hands. Your men follow orders or people die. So Santiago shouldn't have been in any danger at all, should he have, Colonel? You snotty little bastard. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. The court will wait for an answer. If Lieutenant Kendrick gave an order that Santiago wasn't to be touched, then why did he have to be transferred? Colonel? Lieutenant Kendrick ordered the code red, didn't he? Because that's what you told Lieutenant Kendrick to do. Object! And when it went bad, you cut these guys loose! Your Honor, you had markers inside a bony transfer. Your Honor, you doctored the logbook. Damn it, Captain! You coerced the doctor. Consider yourself in contempt. Colonel Jessup, did you order the code red? You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled to You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Ah, there it is. Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You weep for Santiago, and you curse the Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know, that Santiago's death, while tragic, probably saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Did you order the code red? I did the job. Did you order the code red? You're goddamn right I did! Got him. God, it's so good. Like that whole... I mean, that's only half of it, but fuck. And one of the things that makes this movie so good still is like, I understand where the villain of the story is coming from. I understand his mindset. 100% to the end. Mm -hmm. And it just makes it that much more compelling. It, it, uh, it, it's just brilliant. The acting, the dialogue, all just brilliant. I mean, the honestly, I the ensemble of just like Kevin Bacon, like in the background, just like in the foreground of the or the background of the shot, just like, hey, stop. Can like, you know, I have, you know, object, you know, like trying to get him to stop. And then the judge trying to get him to stop, but he's just screaming at him just goading him on and then boom just like fuck you i'll answer and i just ah i mean it's such a brilliant move in the movie but also just a superbly written dialogue it just and jack and nicholson's delivery is amazing it just is unreal it's so unreal so good but this is where cruz just rises to the occasion too though 
I mean, he's yeah. Honestly, this is like this is pro. This could be one of the best Tom Cruise movies I've ever seen. Like, it might be my favorite of his now. Besides, nice. like, I'll keep the Mission Impossible one separate because that's their own special thing, oh. you know. But as far as like <laughs> dramatic roles, you know, it's just damn. Like, I just I've wanted to watch the movie again. Not gonna lie, like I. I might watch it again soon because well we own it so it's on our digital library now <laughs> it is so good i mean damn like damn uh, it, it, okay. it's amazing I, that that god the chills there too just did you order the code red you're damn right i did <laughs> and it, i just but that like that de- line delivery all of it is just so impactful the, the pacing and everything with like cruz's character is just, uh, it, it's great yeah 100 percent. the editing too like this this movie was nominated for an oscar for best editing too i mean this was what it had four nominations best picture best actor jack nicholson uh editing i don't know if it was actually written or nominated for um screenplay I can tell it you. had to have been i can't see how it wouldn't but damn yeah like that that was amazing i mean I mean, the movie just drives it home. And then after that, just like when he confesses and they get what they need from him, you know, and I just love how after that, like high stakes drama, I was like, damn, like, well, now the movie's going to wrap up. But then when it moves to the jury's decision of like the, like the murder charge has been dropped, the conspiracy charge is dropped, uh, but charges against the Marines, like behaving in an unfit manner for a Marine. Uh, guilty and then they get dishonorably discharged or that moment between um daniel and the corporal so good well i mean i wrote it down because i really like that last like this is like pretty much the final gut punch of the whole movie is like even though they won they still get dishonorably discharged which you know and they established earlier in the movie that that just he's like dude we we we're we fight with honor like we do our duty and honor like we you know we we this, like this is who we are we are marines you know and then i just love that the final i wrote it down because he says like we did you know the what was it private first class Luden was like we did nothing wrong uh and then what's the other one his name harold what was the other lieutenant or the uh, other one that was on trial uh where'd he go Luden. Downey, maybe? Downey. No. Okay. Anyway, but you know, probably like, La- you know. was Downey the one that they killed? No. Anyway, but that's okay. But you know, they just talk about we like we did nothing wrong, but I just love the response, like, yeah, we did. We were supposed to fight for people who couldn't fight for themselves. We were supposed to fight for Willie. You know, and he's like, we didn't. Mm-hmm. He's like, fuck like after like that line delivery too was top-notch i'm like fuck like damn and then just to have like the final i guess like the final finale of that was just him walking out was just like but he salutes the officer cough calf kafee i keep wanting to calling him coffee but kafee yeah, just, just being damn. like officer like officer on deck i'm like damn like that how they those final moments to like any everything in that last 15 minutes is just gold 
Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole movie's great, but that is just like pinnacle of any movie. It was incredible. The resolution is good, but still upsetting, you know, and it's still, it's just everything about it. I love, I loved everything about this movie. Cool. Well, that's that's cool to hear. Yeah, I, I honestly wasn't sure how you'd respond to this movie, but yeah, it sounds like you are a fan. I, I'm a fan. Nice. It was great. Good stuff. Yeah, I guess we'll start wrapping it up here. I think we've covered quite a bit. Yeah, there's so much great stuff. I mean, again, great dialogue, great acting. It and it is cut really well. Like that's what, another nomination this had was best editing. Yeah, it had best sound editing, video editing, and yeah, nomination for Jack Nicholson and Best Picture. No director or screenwriting, though. Surprised, at least especially for original screenplay or the adaptation screenplay, I guess it'd be. Very surprised. Seriously. Well, especially in the adaptation screenplay category, were there really five better than this that year? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to look it up eventually and see what the heck was nominated above this. Because, yeah, it doesn't make sense, but... Wow, what a good stuff. What good stuff. And yeah, again, we, we haven't talked too much about her, but I love Demi Moore throughout all this. I thought her Galloway character was great. I, yeah, really liked her quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, her and, yeah, Galloway and Kathy, just amazing foils and great chemistry. And it's, it's great. Well, like I said earlier, it makes me want to go see more Demi Moore, like 90s Demi Moore stuff. Like, I, I to this day, have never seen Ghost. Uh, there's been a G.I. Jane. I don't know if that's actually a good movie or not. Never but, uh, seen Ghost. No. You've never seen the pottery scene in person? No, I mean, I've seen maybe a clip or two, but maybe a still shot. But yeah, I've never seen Ghost. Classic. <laughs> but yeah, Hearn, Swayze, I hear good stuff in it, but... There was a couple other ones that well, what was there some other big '90s ones that she was in. Um, what are some of the Ghost? Mm, I would I would be interested to see more because she was amazing. I mean, everybody who was in this movie was top notch. They not everybody knocked it out of the park. There wasn't a weak link in this entire movie. No, not at all. Which is fucking awesome. Uh, St. Elmo's Spire. Never seen that one. That's good. It's got a huge cast in that too. Rob Lowe, Demi Moore, Estevez. Yeah. Well, we'll have to do some follow-ups. But yes. As far as this movie goes, it was a slam dunk for me. Slam dunk for Daniel. Cool. Well, run slam dunk. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I'd say home run because, you know, he has a thing about baseball. He's into baseball. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he also plays basketball, too. Also plays basketball. So they both were. Yes. All right. Well, yeah, I think that wraps it up here for a few good men. What a a cool talk. I'm so glad we revisited this movie. It'd been way too long, and I forgot just how damn good this movie was. You know, and I've only, you know, I know that you can't handle the truth clip. And... Like any great movie, Bob's Burgers has a, a an episode made or named after it. 
called a few girt men where they have a class trial nice so it's a great episode too but seriously honestly great i mean graded out like 30 years later hot take movie kicked ass i loved it and that the courtroom works for me like that's a, a setting that i find very compelling if the dialogue is there and it's there and the actors just all a class or a plus like it's it's a, a a plus plus for me like it was incredible i was uh, locked in especially like that 15 minutes where they just drive it home they really just drive it home uh, dude I, i'm excited about your i don't know you being excited makes me excited i don't know well i <laughs> it's just, just it's i know cool i'm just like, so hyped up about it. i love it <laughs> if anybody's like do you want whoever sees me fuck yeah see the movie if everybody said like hey you want to watch I'm like fuck yeah i want to watch that let's do it let's do it cool yeah all right well yeah i think that concludes our thoughts on a few good men yeah celebrating 30 years 30 year anniversary this year crazy this movie's older than me this movie's older than daniel but yeah seriously honestly i wasn't super sold on it when you're i'm like you're like we should watch it. i'm like well i've never seen it but I'm like oh, all right and then just to just go in and just get what i got like awesome. <laughs> yeah seriously good stuff like every once in a while you're just like yeah i'll just watch this and i'm like holy fuck i just didn't know i was getting something this good yeah i mean for me still like jerry Maguire more different movie but as far as like good performance and everything go like four years later from tom cruise and cuba goon jr i like that movie more as a movie but damn does he deliver in both yeah i don't know man if i had to pick between the two it's it's this movie all the way but hey that's okay maybe it's just because i'm fresh off of it maybe if i watch Jerry Maguire, i'd be like i can kind of see your point but right now i can't even see it i mean what as much as you can't handle the truth is an amazing line. I think it's in the AFI top hundred of lines too. You you still come on. Show me the money. I mean, that's got to be also in the top one hundred <laughs> lines too. You had me at hello. You had me at hello. Exactly. <laughs> hey man. Well, honestly, overall, I'm glad we did this. I'm glad I got to experience this movie because damn, it was a duh. I I haven't stopped telling you how much I loved it. Well, cool. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, we own it now. We can watch it anytime we want. <laughs> I might. I might just watch it again. It's great. Do it. Do it. Well, where can they find us, Daniel? They can find us online on movies underscore brews, Instagram, and Twitter. Let us know what you think about it. You, can you handle the truth? Can you not handle the truth? Let us know. You're damn right I can. Damn right I did. <laughs> Uh, I miss Jack too. I need more Jack Nicholson in my life. I need to watch more of his stuff. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really seen a lot of Jack Nicholson besides like, um, is this as good as good as it gets? Which I feel like I need to watch the movie. I watched it in high school, and yeah. I remember enjoying the movie, but I feel like that needs to have an adult rewatch. It, yeah, I feel the same way. It's been a long, long time. And I then think. when I'm sixty, I'll do it one more time. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, honestly, yeah. All right. Well, that concludes our review here of A Few Good Men. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And yeah, if you want to check it out, go see it. Yeah, like I said, it's you got to buy it digitally or find a hard copy somewhere. Not available to stream, unfortunately. Not available to stream. But good stuff, though. But yeah, 
check us check us out check out other stuff um yeah if you like the show share it with others and we'll talk to you next time cheers cheers